0: And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Good morning, Christian America. Jesus tells us that he is the bread of life. He is the one who sustains us. He is all we need. This is language that's a throwback to the ancient Israelites in the desert receiving manna, receiving bread from heaven to sustain them. Jesus tells us in the passage we're going to cover today, the gospel according to John in chapter six, is that he is the true bread of everlasting life that sustains us to the full. Let's get into scripture this morning. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. Friends, it's so important in these times that we rededicate ourselves to our faith, that we rededicate ourselves to living a Christ life, a Christ-like life. It's important at these times in the world, and the country, and the society that we live in today with so much misinformation, so much false truth, that we, as a community, refixate ourselves, reorient ourselves to what is the truth. Not someone's truth, but what is the truth. Jesus, friends, is the truth. His teachings show us the way. His way. He calls himself that, the way, that we look at his life as the life that we should aspire to. Will we ever reach it? No. But that should not dissuade us from turning our face towards his, shaping our lives to fit the plan that he has destined for us. And that's what we're trying to do here with this podcast. The Christian American Revitalization Effort seeks to revitalize the Christian faith in our hearts, in our minds, in our families, in our communities, and in our country. Friends, it's so important. I don't have to tell you, because you see with your own eyes, how the nation, our communities are being ripped apart, because We are losing and have lost the sense of truth. We've lost that sense of who Christ is. And many people and many organizations, even in a church that you might be a part of, is trying to reformulate Jesus' words. They're trying to reorientate his teaching to fit their agenda, to fit their ideology, to fit their narrative. What we try to do here is bring it to you straight from scripture, in order and in context, so you understand where Jesus came from, what he said in his ministry, and what he eventually accomplishes through his death, through crucifixion, resurrection, and eventually to ascension into heaven, seated at the right hand of God the Father, pouring forth from both the father and him, the Holy Spirit upon us to guide us, to shepherd us, to lead us into the life that he has called for us. Dedicating ourselves to him and his works and his plan to make our lives, our existence better on this earth, but then eventually, to be joined with him in everlasting life, friends. If you like what we're trying to do here, if you can support this message, we don't ask for your donations. We we ask for your participation. Participate in the Christian American revitalization effort by liking and sharing this podcast, this YouTube channel, this Rumble channel, wherever it is that you're watching or you're listening. Just subscribe. If you feel so inclined, share with your friends on your social media profile. And with that, friends, I want to get into scripture today. If you've followed us in the past few weeks, you know that we're in the gospel of John chapter 6. Jesus has most recently multiplied the loaves of bread and the fish to feed 5,000. He, he takes the little bit that the boy has and he multiplies it to feed everybody and have extra leftover. We talked about that about two weeks ago and how Jesus makes so much from the little that we can provide. And then the week after, about after he goes off and to pray by himself, that the disciples try to cross the sea, and they run into rough weather, and Jesus comes walking on the water to save them. In their times of trouble, we see and we recognize that he and he is alone is the answer. And it's right after that, in chapter 6, verse 22 is where we're going to pick this up at. Again, we try to read it to you verbatim and in order so you understand what's happening and you're not misled. The last thing we would want to do is mislead you in what scripture says. So pick up your Bibles, turn to the gospel according to John chapter six, verse 22. As we get into the bread of life discourse, And we're not going to read the whole portion of the discourse because it's quite long and we want to be respectful of your time. But it says in verse 22, the next day, the crowd that remained across the sea saw that there had been only one boat there and that Jesus had gone along with his disciples in the boat, but only his disciples had left. Other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they had eaten the bread When the Lord gave thanks, that's referring to the multiplication. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into their boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. And when they found him across the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen. I say to you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled do not work for food that perishes but for the food that endures for eternal life which the son of man will give you for on him the for on him the father god has set his seal so they said to him what can we do to accomplish the works of god and jesus answered them this is the work of god that you believe in the one he sent so they said to him, what sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, amen, amen, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven. My father gives you the true bread from, from heaven, for the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So he said to them, sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. But I told you that although you have seen me, you do not believe. Everything that my father gives me will come to me and will, I will not reject anyone who comes to me because I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of the one who has sent me. And this is the will of the one who sent me that I should not lose anything of what he gave me, but that I should raise it on the last day. For this is the will of my father, that everyone who sees the son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him on the last day. And we're going to stop right there. There's another portion, another half of this bread of life discourse that we're going to cover next week, but there's only so much time uh, that I want to be respectful of for you guys. And so in this passage again I described what's taken place prior to this passage. And so when the people are filled with the multiplied loaves of bread and fish they're astounded obviously. They're looking for Jesus. He went away and they can't find him. So they they notice that the boat is gone and they're crossing the sea to Capernaum to go look for him. When they find him they're excited. Jesus, when did you get here? How did you get here? They're curious as, as to what happened, not knowing that Jesus walked on water across this sea. He doesn't even tell them that either. But what he's saying is he immediately challenges them. Why are you looking for me? You're looking for me because you, not because you saw signs, but because you ate the multiplied bread. He knows what they're thinking. He knows what we're thinking. It's, it, it can be tempting To ask for proof. But if you have proof, then you don't need faith. And it's faith is such an important part of our faith. The life of Christ is something that we have faith in. Not because it's easy, quite the opposite. It's difficult. Jesus recognizes that in this passage that belief without proof, even though they just had proof is not difficult or excuse me is difficult and so he says you didn't come looking for me because you saw signs you came looking for me because of the multiplied bread you ate the bread but then he ups the ante right when they ask him well what can you do to prove further to us because it was written that the ancient Israelites, their ancestors, received manna from heaven. Can you do, they're, they're trying to challenge him into a position as to say, can you do that? You just took a, two fish, five loaves of bread, and multiplied it to feed 5,000 plus. Now they're looking for another sign, even more mir- miraculous. And so they refer to the manna that came from heaven while the Israelites were in the desert for 40 years. And so Jesus challenges them back and they say, look, the one who has, who eats the, the bread of eternal life, the one who comes to me, I am the bread of life. Whoever eats from me will not go, grow hungry and will not be thirsty. If we follow Jesus and we believe in him, not because I said, but because that he said it, scripture says Jesus's response to them is saying that he is the bread and whoever comes to me will have eternal life. He further goes on to say, I'm not here to do my will. I'm here to do the father's will. The father and me are one. That's when he equates himself to God. Many people have uh different opinions about that but john's gospel is pretty clear that multiple times jesus equates himself to god that's why he was arrested under blasphemy. we'll get into that next uh next podcast next week because this is when it starts in, in john's gospel where the hypocrites try to entrap him with his words of equating himself to god and jesus says I'm not here to do my will. I'm here to do the Father's will, the one who sent me. And he goes on to say that everything that the Father has given me, I will give to you, and that I will not reject anyone who comes to me. I'm going to read that again. Chapter 6, verse 37. Jesus tells his followers, everything that the Father gives me, will come to me and i will not reject anyone who comes to me so when we look at the world and we see people in sin sin that maybe we're not troubled with it can be easy to point our fingers to their sin and say that they can't be saved that they can't come to christ That they are somehow rejected, but my sins can be forgiven. Not justifying any sins here. Only saying that we are all sinful and we all have temptations. We all have crosses that we have to carry and obstacles that we have to overcome. Jesus himself says that he will not reject anyone who comes to him. Not my words there's a process. There's a process of repentance. There's a process of asking for forgiveness. There's a process of reconciliation with him and the Father and the Holy Spirit. There's a process of being sorry for the things that you do. It's a process of learning to love Jesus, the Most High, the bread of life that feeds you eternally Then the material bread of this world, the material money, the material job, the material positions of prestige and honor amongst this secular sinful world. It's our duty and it's a necessity to choose the bread of life, to choose Jesus. And if we do that, if we will come to believe in him, Do that work, as he says in this passage. He says in 39, in verse 39, that this is the will of the one who sent me, that I should not lose anything of what he gave me, but I shall raise it on the last day. For this is the will of my father, that everyone who sees the son and believes in him may have eternal life. Jesus comes to us with this simple request to give our lives to him, to give our hearts to him, to give our minds, to give everything that we have to him. And when that load gets heavy, when that cross is digging into our skin, when our friends have turned away from us and abandoned us, when the people we thought we could trust betray us, when the world is seemingly Bearing down on us, that we turn to him and we give it all to him for his burden is light, and that he will pick us up and carry us as a good father does for their child. And that when we do that, he accepts us for eternity. And then we have a duty to love one another as. We've been shown love, and that's how we rebuild our communities. It's how we rebuild our family. Together, we can grow this nation back into one harmonious society that can actually live with one another without screaming that would actually love one another without the condition of getting something in return. Friends, if you like what we're trying to do here, if you support this mission, if you like these messages, you like to just listen to scripture and discuss it. We don't ask for your donations. We ask just for your participation, like and share uh, this podcast on all your social media profiles, but more importantly, just subscribe to the, youtube channel to the rumble channel or to the uh, podcast wherever it is that you're listening to it and with this ladies and gentlemen we'll see you back on Mondays. we continue the second portion of the bread of life discourses in the gospel according to john chapter six and until then you guys stay on fire for christ stay blessed good morning christian america